0: Well, again, it is an honor to have Father Matthew with us, and you'll be seeing much more of him. And don't worry, you'll also have Father Anthony, too. I know many of you enjoy. He's got excellent homilies. He's staying right here with us at the shrine, so Father Anthony will continue as well. Now, this passage is, in one sense, pretty simple, and in another, quite deep. What is the first line that our Lord speaks about the parable, which is to the necessity to pray always? Now, one of the things, the bedrock of our faith is prayer, but a lot of, what a lot of people don't think about is there's two major kinds of prayer, and we need both. Private prayer, yes, is true. We need to go to our room. We need to Talk with the Lord. We need to do this in private. That's a step. Private prayer is very important. And you may remember from our prior talks that there's kind of three forms of private prayer. Vocal, meditative, and contemplative. These are the forms of private prayer. Vocal prayer like Our Our Father, Hail Mary, Glory Be, meditative prayer where it's more you're engaging in maybe a scene like meditating on the mysteries of the rosary or lexio divina divine reading where you read the scriptures like maybe jesus being tossed on the boat or the disciples and jesus calming the sea picture yourself there you're in the boat Uh, That's meditative prayer. And then the third form of kind of private prayers, contemplative, that you just go before the Lord, for instance, in the blessed sacrament, and you just be in his presence. You don't say anything. You don't have to. God just fills you. It's just being with God. And sometimes if I don't get to my holy hour till midnight, I... Don't worry about vocal prayer or even meditative prayer. I just go sit with the Lord. And that is what private prayer is. And a good way to think about that is that's where we start. But then there comes public prayer. Public prayer. And before we get to public prayer, there's a good little form that you may have learned as a child that you could also do private prayer, and it's called ACTS like Acts of the Apostles, A-C-T-S. A is adoration. Whenever we go into a church or chapel or before the presence of our Lord, we need to start by adoring him. That's the first thing. And then the second thing we need to do is C, contrition. We need to say we're sorry. Lord, we've offended you, and gosh, I feel like a broken record in the confessional, but Lord, I'm gonna keep going. Please help me, give me the grace. Then T is thanksgiving. That's my favorite prayer. My favorite prayer is thanksgiving. I could sit there forever and just thank God, and you never run out of things to thank him for. The gift of life, to thank you for the gift of this day. I thank him for my priestly faculties, for my physical faculties. I give him prayer for my, or thanksgiving for my faith. I give him thanksgiving for the sacraments, that when we mess up, we can go to confession. So T, thanksgiving, and S is a big one. S is supplication. We need to pray for others and ourselves that God puts in our path. You know, God puts people in your path, uh, co-workers, uh, neighbors, whatever it might be, and he's calling you to pray for them. So S, supplication. Then lastly, yourself. So Uh, Myself, I pray for the virtues of chastity, charity, honesty, humility. I pray to live my vows. I pray that I can know God more so I love him more, so I can trust him more, so I can surrender more and do his will in all things. That acts really gets it. But, you know, you can find all of those in the most perfect way because as much as I want to pray acts, my sins make it imperfect. My sins make it not quite as good as they could be. So when I adore the Lord or I uh, 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 in contrition saying I'm sorry or thanksgiving or asking in supplication for others and myself, my prayer is not fully powerful because of my sins. Sins are like a shade. God's grace is like the sun. It always shines in, but our sins are like a shade that blocks some of that. So what is it that perfects adoration, contrition, thanksgiving, and supplication? What is it? Well, public prayer. The Mass. The Mass is the most perfect form of prayer, and all of those are included right here in the Mass. So, if you don't find the time to do what I just described in your vocal prayer, your meditative prayer, your contemplative prayer, your adoration, your contrition, your thanksgiving, your supplication, if you're like, Father, you're overloading my brain, don't worry. You know why? You get it all in the Mass, you get it all in the liturgical prayer. You know, the Catechism, <clears throat> I just looked this up. Catechism 2643 says, The Eucharist. Contains. I bet you haven't heard this. We think of grace when we think of the Eucharist, right? But I bet you haven't heard this. Catechism 2643, the Eucharist contains and expresses all forms of prayer. That's fascinating. The Mass is the perfect form of prayer because it's the worship of the Son to the Father, which is perfect. The Mass, you've heard me say before, is God offering God to God. God the Holy Spirit offering God the Son, he offers himself, but the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit, offers God the Son to God the Father in atonement for our sins and the sins of the whole world, the Divine Mercy Chaplain. You've heard me say in these talks, but I think it's so worth reiterating here of what happens at that altar. What happens is, and, and everybody talks about the high point of the mass being the consecration. It is in a way, other saints have told us it's receiving Holy Communion because it's fulfilled. But really, it, it's the concluding doxology because it's there that all of everything is fulfilled. You see, in, in our past talks, we've talked about God's three great acts of mercy. Father Seraphim taught me this. You have the first great act of mercy being creation. Everything came from God. And we attribute that usually to the first person of the Trinity, God the Father. The first person of the Trinity created, in a sense, they all did, they're all together. But the first great act of mercy by the first person of the Trinity attributed attributed creation. Then we got broken. We fell, we sinned. So in the second great act of mercy, the second person of the Trinity came down and redeemed us. Second great act of mercy, redemption. Then Father Seraphim used to teach in the third and final and the greatest act of mercy, the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, although it's all together, the Holy Spirit takes us back back to God the Father through the sacrifice of the Son in the act, third greatest act of mercy, sanctification. And so it's a circle that we call exitus reditus. And you've heard me say this before, so I'm not going to go on further here, but that's what happens when the priest elevates the chalice and the paten. The priest is in persona Christi. He's in the person of Christ. That altar is the sacrifice it's the cross and he lifts that up and says through him and with him and in him and who is the mass prayers addressed to god the father almighty and so what's happening is the sacrifice of the son is now he's going back to the father but he's taking us with him through the power of the holy spirit through him and with him and in him and so we're going back to God the Father through the sacrifice of the Son. It's God offering God to God. That is perfect. Now, Father, how do you mean that all of those other forms of prayer are in the Mass? Listen to this. This is fascinating. All right. But I guess first I should say that, that the Catechism 1071 also says that we have to be active participants in the prayer of the Mass. Don't just sit there and be disengaged. Yeah, I mean, literally, you have to sit there or stand or kneel, but that's part of your engagement, all right? In the liturgy, all Christian prayer finds its source and goal. Now, here's what's fascinating. The structure of the Mass has everything of Christian life and prayer. Everything. You miss your prayers? But you attend Mass, you have prayed perfectly. How, Father? How is that? Right. Let's start in the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Spirit. What are we doing? To the very beginning, we are blessing ourselves as the foundation of all prayer. Why? We are united to the passion of the Christ because that's the cross. You're making a sign of the cross. You're uniting yourself to the passion of Christ. We share in his sacrifice. With our body and spirit, right? We call God by name. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Do you realize what's going on in just the sign of the cross? You're calling God by name. You're uniting to the passion of Christ, right? We are praying not on our own, but in the name of the Trinity. All of a sudden, now you've turned it over to God and you've let your prayer be perfected. You know, I've said this before, too. I think it's fascinating. The sign of the cross is like branding. What is a cowboy? I was just out there with the Wyoming monks uh, and, and they have cattle out there. They got elk. And, and what, do they, what do the cowboys do with their cattle? They brand them. That means that that head of cattle belongs to this rancher. When you brand yourself, when you do the sign of the cross, you're branding yourself that you belong to God. Water, the holy water. This is a sacramental sign. It's a sacramental. It's a sign of our baptism. We're now united with God as sons and daughters, but it gets even better. Where do we see the sea of acts? Contrition. Right there in the penitential rite. We lay before God and we ask for forgiveness, contrition. Venial sins are forgiven. And so if you've confessed your grave mortal sins in confession before coming to mass, people always used to say, well, Father, I'm not going to receive because I'll be stained by the time I drive from the home to, to the church. Well, as long as you've confessed all your mortal sins, your venial sins are wiped away in the penitential rite. So by the time you come up to this altar, unless you sin between the pew and the receiving of Holy Communion, which I guess is possible, and if you are, work on that, But from the time you're in the pew till you get up here, you are perfected through the penitential rite. You have been forgiven of all the venial sins. So if you were forgiven of mortal sins in the confessional and now you come in the penitential rite and you're forgiven of all your venial sins, you are perfect when you receive. C, contrition is perfected in the mass. All right, all right. What about adoration? What about adoration, A, acts? Well, we just heard it from brother Ken. We just heard it. That's the Gloria. We praise God. We give glory to God. That's adoration. A, acts, adoration. We give glory to God. We praise him. We adore him for his redemptive grace. All right, what about Lexio Divina? That's reading the word. That was part of what I said earlier meditation. Where is that in the Mass? That's easy. In the liturgy of the word, we're reverently reading and reflecting on the sacred text. So, Lexio Divina is in the Mass. All right, what about S, supplication? Where is that in the Mass? That's the prayers of the faithful. We pray for the world, we pray for the church. We pray for ourselves, the prayers of the faithful. We ask God to assist the lives of all, not just ourselves, and put yourselves into that prayer of the faithful. When we finish and we're setting up the altar, you got a moment there as the music offertory hymn is playing. Offer yourself and your petitions for yourself into that. So, S. Acts, A-C-T-S, the S, supplication is in the mass. It's perfected because we pray in unison where Jesus said where two or more are gathered in my name and prayer, I am there in their midst. So now all of a sudden you're not praying with just yourself, you're praying with millions of people. It's perfected. All right, now I mentioned surrender. We have to surrender. Where do we surrender? Then the offertory, we offer ourselves to God and our gifts of our very selves. In the offertory, as it's brought up, the gifts to the altar, bring yourself, place yourself on that pattern as the priest elevates it up to go back to God the Father. Place yourself on that pattern. Your offering of surrender is perfected in the mass. Then we just mentioned the doxology. That is amazing. Through him, with him, and in him. We unite ourselves with Christ to be taken back to the Father. We are reconciled back to God. That's confession. We are reconciled back to God. Then, what do we do? We do the Lord's Prayer. That's vocal prayer. Vocal prayer, the foundation when we were a little kid. We say the Our Father. We say those words. And the one I forgot was T. Didn't I tell you that was my favorite? Thanksgiving. And what is the meaning of the word Eucharist? Come on, Catholics. Thanksgiving. That is what we have in the Eucharist. Communion. We are fully united with God, like in contemplation. In contemplation, you unite. So what do you do after communion? You go back to the chair and you just absorb God's grace. You bring the power of contemplation to it. So the, the, the three acts of, or the three forms of private prayer Are in the Mass, vocal. We have the Our Father, the meditation. We have Lexio Divino, the liturgy of the Word, and then contemplation. After you receive Holy Communion, you come back. We have acts, adoration in the Gloria. We have contrition in the penitential rite. We have Thanksgiving tea in the Holy Communion, the Eucharist, the meaning of the word Eucharist is Thanksgiving. As supplication, we offer up our prayers together as one church. This is unbelievable. The Mass is the perfect form of prayer because God does it all. He does it all. We just have to unite to him. We just do have to unite with him. And most of all, we have to give ourselves and we unite with each other. This passage about the effectiveness of prayer, we have to persevere. So what does that mean? It means when you get up on Sunday mornings, oh, I don't feel like going to church this morning. Jesus is saying persevere. Persevere. When I, oh, I'm not really into it because that priest, I don't really care for that priest. Jesus says, persevere. Oh, well, I'm tired. I'm not feeling it. I don't feel up to it. I would be a hypocrite. I'm a sinner. Oh, yeah, we all are. That's the reason we need to come to mass. And so we have to look no further if we want the perfect form of prayer in the mass. And the source and summit of it, the Eucharist. And that is why Father Matthew Tominey will show you as you see him celebrate Mass, and as you hear his words, you will see his life is centered on the Eucharist. Eucharist, literally Thanksgiving. And I didn't even really connect the two when I used to say my favorite prayer is Thanksgiving. I just love to pour out my gratitude to God. And then I realized it's the meaning of the Eucharist, Thanksgiving. All of it's there. The perfect form of the Mass is right before us. And, 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 and try as best you can. If there's reasons you can't, you're home-ridden or bedridden or homebound, God bless you. Unite with us spiritually. But if you are at all physically able, go to the physical sacrament of Mass. If you can't join us here on the live stream, God is filling us with grace. And he tells us to persevere in prayer. And there is no better prayer than the Mass.
1: Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily Masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you.